This episode of the Culture Coach podcast is sponsored by Timekeeper Financial Solutions. Timekeeper helps creatives and small business owners keep their financial books in order so that you can do what you're great at. Timekeeperfinancial.com, keeping count of what counts. Welcome to Culture Coach, a podcast with me, Nikki Lerner, helping you to engage in a proactive movement towards unity and understanding as it relates to culture and come from. Thanks for joining me today. You ready to go? Let's get started. Hey, thanks again so much for listening. You know, I wanted to create a space each week where you and I can learn about different cultures and come froms in a safe, non-threatening, non-embarrassing environment. I hope you enjoy this podcast. For more creative resources and ideas, you can engage with me at NikkiLearner.com. Hey, I am back and better than ever. No, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> I mean, I feel pretty good most of the time. Um, but I am delighted to be back here uh, on the Culture Coach podcast. Uh, back at it weekly here after 31 days off in July. Um, and uh, it was exactly what I needed. Um, I had some clients today asking me what I did. And I was very happy to report uh, that my answer was absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, absolutely nothing. Not only was it a staycation, but um, I didn't. I, I didn't do very much. And what I realized is uh, I really needed it. Um, it took me about two weeks. I feel like to just unwind a little bit, um, and then the next kind of two and a half weeks to sort of reset. Uh, myself again. And uh, usually I take off in, in the month of June. Uh, this year I decided to work in June, um, but uh, I'm not doing that anymore because uh, I just get so wound up tight. And I realize uh, why I take off in June in the first place is usually my heart, my soul, my spirit uh, is ready for a break. And you may have heard me say this on another podcast. I'm sure I've said it before. But what I realized um, about, I don't know, maybe three, four years ago uh, in my work was, you know, this work that I do uh, for and with my clients is sacrificial. And just like you, you've got work that you do in your organization, your business, your company, um, that is sacrificial, like you would call it that. And there are uh, things that are required of you at work that you know uh, take a little extra effort um, uh, and does feel a bit sacrificial, uh, whether that's emotionally or physically. You know, maybe you're in a trade, um, maybe you're a welder, maybe you're, uh, uh, you know, you, you do physical and uh, manual labor during the day. That is sacrificial work. And for me, in the culture coaching work that I'm doing is I'm trying to build multicultural leaders, is I'm trying to uh, hold space and uh, encourage good conversation around uh, the deep things of our cultural come from and makeup. Uh, oftentimes, uh, you know, I 
have to, uh, I just hold a lot of space for a lot of experiences. And so what I realized about three or four years ago is that that uh, builds up over time and uh, it can be heavy uh, at times as well. And so the times that I have, um, the times that I have scheduled to take off uh, really keep me in such a, a beautiful headspace to be able to serve my clients in an extraordinary way. One of the things I enjoy immensely is my DVR. Do they still call it that? Is it still called a DVR? I love my DVR. You know why? Because when I record a show or something that I want to watch and I can uh, watch that thing and blitz through the commercials, I am a happy girl. Um, I hate commercials. And I hate commercials even more for the most part on TV now because I feel like that most of them are uh, medications that are going to kill you uh, or make your symptoms so much worse that you will wish that you didn't take the medication and then you just dealt with your pain. Some of the... uh, the commercials just just recently um i had to mute the television every time the the promo for oppenheimer came on i haven't seen the movie yet i hear it's amazing but every time it would come on it would give me anxiety <laughs> you know like my heart would start to race and start to feel fearful so i had to mute the tv then there is this uh, this commercial. Do you know this commercial? There, there's some com- commercial, I think it's for um, uh, maybe people who suffer from diabetes. And the when the commercial comes on, it starts with, I think, this woman, and she starts singing about her diabetes. And let me just tell you, as a musician and a creative person, I do not need the diabetes song uh, as an earworm in my ear (laughs) and that's really the thing right is um call me a conspiracy theorist but um you know there's just something about it that I just don't want in my space right there's there's something some commercials I just don't want to have to consume and not only have to consume but consume it over and over and over and over again can I get an amen from somebody I mean, do you have this too? Do you have this where there's probably certain certain commercials that you just cannot listen to because it's just constant? Now, there's some of them that we like, right? And we're like, oh, I love those commercials. Like, I love the um, I love the commercials, the progressive commercials, the one about um, we have ants. Do you remember that one? We have ants where they're talking about their home insurance and the ants are not like physical ants, but they are um, uh, people's aunties. (laughs) I love that commercial. Did you see the one that's uh, uh, we have animals or we have an animal problem or something like that and it's animal from the Muppets? Like those are fantastic. I love those commercials. But there is one commercial that is the king at just making me so annoyed. And it's this one commercial that I cannot get away from. I mean, literally, I feel like no matter what channel I watch, uh, no matter what I stream, 
it somehow or another, it finds its way into my space. And it is these blasted Burger King commercials. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh my goodness. The, these Burger King commercials have uh, pretty much ensured that I will never, ever, ever be a customer. I mean, when I was in high school, you know, I was like everybody else. I used to eat fast food. I'd eat it. Um, Taco Bell was my jam, y'all. Um, but, you know, I'd eat a Burger King. I love me a, a, what is it, chicken parmesan sandwich or whatever. Love me some onion rings. Uh, if you if you and I ever find each other in the same state and you want to take me out for dinner and you want to know the way to my heart, it's onion rings. <laughs> I'm not even sure they're really onion rings. They might not be real. But anyway. These darn Burger King commercials, you know the ones I'm talking about? It's the one with the guy who does the voiceover and he sings and he sings off key and he's awful. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, again, as a musician, as a creative person, this, uh, in the words of Peter Griffin, grinds my gears. <laughs> like, it grinds my gears. Can we stop normalizing people singing badly for voiceovers? <laughs> particularly when there is very suitable singing talent everywhere. But these Burger King commercials, y'all, I can't get away from them. And literally what I do when it comes on and I happen to be watching live TV or whatever is I mute the TV and nine times out of 10, I, I get it and I catch it and that way I don't have to listen to it. And even as I'm telling it to you right now, I can hear it in my head. <laughs> I can hear that awful, awful song. And they keep making them. But nine times out of 10, I'm able to catch it. And I mute it and I don't have to worry about it. And then when something moves on, I either turn the TV back on or whatever. That's how bad I hate these commercials. But I've seen them so many times that I can tell you this story. I've seen them so many times that I can describe for you what these commercials are like, even, even, even though I mute the television. I hear it over and over and over again. All the time, it's stuck. This is the brilliance and annoyance of marketing. I hear it in my head. I could sing it for you right now. I don't know if I know the words, but I could sing it for you. And there are some other things. There's some other commercials that you know that you could either say or sing right back to me. There are some commercials that are so powerful there are some tones that companies use right now that are so powerful that there are no words or you know no like no great lyrics nothing deep and yet if i sing them for you you would know what they are let me give you let me give you a couple okay here's one ba -da -ba -ba -ba. You already know what that is, don't you? I'm not even going to tell you. 
<laughs> I'm not even going to tell you because you know what that is. And here's the thing. It doesn't matter if you live in the United States or you live somewhere else. You know exactly what that is. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right? How about this one? How about these tones? Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Right? Do you know what that is? It's from the State Farm commercial. We recognize those tones so well. Here, here's the here's the last one I'll give you. Do do do. Remember that one? <laughs> it's the NBC sound. Now I even think it's either Peacock or some version of Peacock, right? But think about that for a minute, and 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 I I could probably spend gosh, the rest of this podcast, just singing you tones and singing you songs. And you would know exactly what that company or what that organization is marketing. It's like logos, right? It's not quite the same format, but, but the, this power of marketing of what we hear of what we see, it's brilliant and annoying all at the same time. Why am I talking about this today on the Culture Coach Podcast? It's because you need to ask yourself the question today as a leader. Your diversity goals, your diversity outcomes, your diversity vision, uh, your vision for making as much room for as many different kinds of people as possible Is it an earworm with your organization and your staff? Could the people that work for you or work with you recite it? Could they sing it? (laughs) Could they tell you what it is? Have you communicated that much about your diversity vision? your culture vision for your organization, your company. Because there are some of you that are listening right now and you literally think because you said it like five years ago that it stuck. And I get it. I've done that too as a leader in the past. I have like, I'll say it once. And then we say it once we send an email about something once. And then we get really frustrated when people Uh, don't connect to this grand vision that we said, but we realize we only said it once. Don't let cheeseburgers be a better leader than you. (laughs) Don't let hamburgers be etched into the minds of the people around you and that work for you. What you long to do with regards to to building a multicultural company or organization is worth far more than hamburgers and cheeseburgers. I mean, I'd say this to make you laugh a little bit, but I also say it to challenge you. Do your people know more about Burger King, McDonald's, Progressive, all of these brands 
than they do about your incredible cultural vision for your company. I'm constantly amazed um, when I connect with people, when I ask them about uh, why their company exists or what is the, the mission, vision, values of their company or whatever it is. And quite frankly, most people can't tell me. I mean, the president and CEO can tell me. And maybe they're second in command or maybe the person under that person. But that's about as far as it goes. So think about this. There's so many of us that are working in our companies and our organizations and we have no idea what what the 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 vision is. We have no idea. Some some of you are working on uh, diversity committees right now. And you are uh, spending your time working on all of this stuff and you're trying to come up with recommendations for your senior leadership team and all these things. And if I were to ask you what is the purpose or what is the main reason that you're doing these things, you wouldn't be able to tell me. Your multicultural vision is worth far more than cheeseburgers. Hey, thanks so much for making the time to listen. If you like the insight today, tell your friends and be part of the newsletter at NikkiLearner.com. Remember, it takes that first decision to realize your vision for a more generous, multicultural life. I'll see you next week.